0: in Fresno, 97.5 K248BR in Santa Cruz and online at kpfa.org Stay tuned for cover to cover Stone's Throw Happy ending Nice and tidy It's a rule I learned in school Get your money every Friday Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys. There's your picture. Drop the shadow.
1: This is Jennifer Stone with a reading from my memoir, Telegraph Avenue, then, first published oh, long ago in 1977. They're carved upon the door of a little cement cabin. Sex and death, graves broken open through time. Possession, violation, let us mold together love. The rose grew round the briar. I tell Oscar, this is the old Heathcliff syndrome. Oscar says, yes, it was Heathcliff ordered the sides of the coffins to be broken open. So his, that is, Heathcliff's, not Oscar's dust, might mingle with Cathy's. Oscar goes on to say that men in general are more concerned with what happens beyond death. They are the tomb builders. They are even artists for this reason. I tell Oscar women are just as afraid of death, only they understand about babies and making room. Then I get mad, remind Oscar it was Emily Bronte, after all, who was Heathcliff. He was her creation of the demon lover. She says so in the book. I am... Heathcliff. Of course, she was Kathy as well. For Oscar, my conversation has lost its thread. He interprets Emily Bronte as a 19th century spinster who loved her brother Branwell and was hung up on her father as well. To bring him up to date, I tell him Emily was a pantheist, Although her passion for the universe, for the moors, the earth, the heath, the chthonic gods, had to be given a persona for the purposes of writing a 19th century novel. I go on about Carl Jung's theory of the animus, the man within. Heathcliff as Emily's other self. She wasn't writing about good and evil or about light and dark. She was writing about the dual nature of the soul. Hm, says Oscar, Schizophrenia Dementia Praecox for sure exacerbated by sexual repression. Then suddenly. Without warning, Oscar goes into a tirade. A woman, he yells, they're always out to devour men, get everything they can in this life and or the next. His own wife walked out on him, took everything worth having, including his nightlight. After that, no one needs to tell him about women I stop talking. Oscar's panic is fear of the great God Pan. Oscar has a shadow that goes in and out with him. He's not capable of caring. We pass out of the graveyard, walking past the monuments of 19th century men of moment or megalomania. Terminal edifice complexes in marble, stone, and cement. One grave a block long ends in a fountain. (laughs) One refined soul Chose to be buried by a natural rock formation. Scene is bizarre, baroque, and truly beautiful all at the same time. This place is as beautiful as any park or rose garden or seascape I know. No one is here today. We've walked for three hours. I haven't seen a living soul. <laughs> By six o'clock, we're sitting in a Chinese restaurant. Oscar instructs me in the use of chopsticks. I've always done it this way, I tell him. I can't remember where or how I learned. I just do it this way. It's faster. I'm hungry. That's wrong, he says. Not the way to hold your thumb. He tackles the noodles with his chopsticks. <laughs> the waiter rushes to bring him a fork. I decide it is time to amputate. I go to the phone come back to the table and tell Oscar, my cat is very sick. We actually had a cat some years ago. His name was Arthur. His grave is in a suburban backyard. I tell Oscar that Arthur is barfing all over the rugs and I have to go home at once. I tell him that if there is any throwing up at my house... It is catching and my children throw up too and I just leave it to his imagination what a hell of a mess it can get to be. A friend is driving to pick me up, I tell him. (laughs) I lie whenever I can. It gives me the illusion of power. (laughs) Oscar's glad to get rid of me. (sighs) Ah. later I slump into the Maynard, a woman's bar with a few women in it. I need a drink. A bubbling black female jumps up, gives me a big hug, assures me that I am okay and don't forget it. Damn, dizzy, dizzy. I find some women who are not without conversation, but we are interrupted by some sneering young bock in various stages of the inertia that passes for hostility in this community. I'm in for it. It is Gertrude Stein who first used the word gay To mean what it means, I tell one of them. Oh, isn't that sad, says someone. No, says someone else. What's sad is that Gertrude didn't say how it was between Alice B. Talkless and herself and just let the feces hit the fan. I remind them what it meant to be a woman in the 19th century. I mean, it was okay to be gay among friends, but not in print. It was okay for Sarah to bury five children, but not to undress for a gynecological exam. I talk about my trip to the graveyard and how Oscar just love to see the little temples where Greek maidens hold up the roof with their heads. Someone tells me, any woman who still tries to relate to men, even in graveyards, is retarded in her psychosexual development. Could be. Hmm. Everyone is getting younger everywhere. I miss the androgynous Shakespearean scholar who used to sit here every night and just rise above it all. She went back to New England. Perhaps people are older there. I tried to listen to heterosexual women. They sound older. They weep to the old Still in love with love. In love with Sam, all in love with Sam, that piano player in Casablanca. Terminal nostalgia. I talked to them about Anais Nin, a romantic woman's woman. She said Henry Miller couldn't love. He could F, but he couldn't love, I talk about writer's impotence and Henry's hang-ups until a young Maynard goes bananas. It's obvious I'm counterproductive, this is no place for me. I go to the bar, talk to the bartender, the wise, mellow, black mother of us all. Our serene and beatific, she pours me a beer. Tells me to be an honest cannibal and admit my compact with the devil. I ask her if she ever has any problems, if anything ever bothers her and gets her upset. She waters the ferns and sighs. Oh, just women. <laughs> Me too, I tell her. Only in my case, there's only one. By ten o'clock, I'm in a smoke filled back room at the blind bird. An old beard, a candle maker, holds forth on the subject of the male spark, or fire, which ignites the clay, the earth matter, which is personified by woman. He says the life force is in sperm, and it's this life spark which sets matter moving and gets the old earth off her ass, so to speak. I ask if this is the medieval theory of the homunculus or little man said to travel through the mother's body as if he were in an oven emerging, as if he were a clone without taking any DNA from the female. (laughs) The old beard says, oh, what the hell? He'll buy me a beer. You probably think I'm a male chauvinist pig, he opines. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. (laughs) I drink the beer, and the jukebox plays Joan Baez. She sings, Love is just a four letter word, a joint. Passes around the table. Another beard leans toward me, saying, Well, actually, the women's movement is very significant, very significant. Did not Marx say that social progress can be measured by the position of the female sex? First bird. Makes obscene remark. Oh, suppose I'm Mrs. Mark. Suppose I say I don't want social position. I want to be an artist. (laughs) They tell me to be serious. The truth is, I answer, you men pay too high a price "'for your masculinity. "'And as for me, I tell them, "'I just want you to know "'that I did not attend the Hooker's Masquerade Ball "'in San Francisco last Halloween. "'I did not win the prize "'for the costume in the worst taste. "'Furthermore, for your information, "'I was not even invited. "'And it hasn't destroyed "'my confidence in myself "'as a woman.' The men grimace. Assuming I'm too drunk to talk sense, they ignore me. Women move in. Kirsten suggests I see a psychiatrist. Maria tells me to give way to joy. Monica suggests I be successful, artistic. Statistically that I be somebody, that'll show them. Karen sighs and says, stay home, play the gramophone, cherish the hearth, worship the Buddha in all its forms. Well, I am half Irish, the worst half, and booze tends to make me rave. This is not a goddamn play, I yell. I am not a goddamned actor. This is my life here now. Maybe I deserve to be a slave. Men put me on for years, and I bought it. I used to fight for male approval, that pearl beyond price. <sighs> but man is not an oyster. Man is very irritating, but man is not an oyster. No one's listening to me. I pour another beer. Once I joined Women's International Terrorist Conspiracy from Hell, better known as Witch. I called up my primary attachment, old number one, and told him I was through. He laughed and told me to come over and help him clean up his swanky apartment. Every morning, a man dressed like a mortician, hoses off the cement in front of his apartment building. I, on the other hand, go out every morning with a broom. ...and sweep the broken glass off my front steps. No place that's safe will rent to children. Old number one tells me again... ...how much he needs me to help him fix things up. I yell, I don't do windows anymore... ...and I'm not gonna be your nigger no more. I'm gonna get revenge... I'll go be somebody else's nigger. He laughs and approves of my sense of humor. The bar is closing. I move my glass in circles, looking at the ceiling with its gold lanterns. A Cafe in a Van Gogh painting. No one's talking to me now. The woman who used to play guitar here years ago, back in the fifties, she begins to sing Foggy, Foggy Dew. My memory goes back to that old scene Early love across the table. Drinking mulled wine. Did I ever really love without bitterness? Sure, there were no resentments until I had uh, children to worry about. Marriage wasn't so bad. Of course, his apartment was a mess when I arrived. Uh, He told me he'd saved the mess for me so I'd have something to do. A busy little bride I was. I scoured and polished my way to feminine protection. With the rubber gloves over my manicure, I did the walls and ceilings with Lysol and ammonia. I douched, dolled up, cooked, decorated, and buffed everything to a high gloss. Turned out in a few weeks there was nothing left but a vacuum, literally. My husband became an indifferent lover once I was available all the time. Sin had worked for us for years after a few months of legal liaison. He had to be reminded. It got to be too much trouble to get ready. Those were the days of the diaphragm. I found a lover who made appointments. Once I was all dressed up, I wanted some place to go. I guess I've gone. It's kind of a funny thing. The psychiatrist I once went to told me he believed that females were the grudge-carrying partner's in most relationships, could be. Yes. Could make a new bumper sticker for women. Don't carry a grudge. Carry a gun like the rest of the boys. Spring, 1973. I need new glasses. I have an Asian optometrist, the Lyconic Dr. Lee. Well, he opines, I'd advise you to get trifocals, dear lady. Bifocals won't meet your needs. With your perspective, that is, with your present prescription you can see very well at a great distance. With bifocals, you'll manage to see a great deal of what is under your nose. However, you must know there is a vast area in between which is forever misted over without. I wonder if it is true Asians conceive the eye to be a primary erogenous zone? It's the look that lasts. 1973. Gertrude Stein writes, what is poetry? And if you know what Poetry is what is prose. <laughs> Second year of trying to be a poet in Berkeley, poets give me their work. Great loaves of prose made into lots of little lumps and a few crumbling cookies. A great tree of prose hacked into kindling with a two-headed axe, slung over to the left margin, sawdust everywhere. Some sense, sometimes, but no song. And reading aloud, the sound makes no sense, but the poets all say, yes, that is what I meant, you see. At the workshop, I talk about the integrity of the image cluster, the definition of rhyme as similar sounds at regular intervals. The poets throw things at me. At the readings, I never know whether to write something or dye my hair mauve, theatrics or thought. I'm learning. I'm going to be contemporary. If I want to belong, I'll have to write polemics in Poster form, I can do it. Mother always said I could adjust to anything. W H O R E S. Whores. Wendy isn't living with Peter Pan anymore actually. They couldn't get it on for a meaningful relationship because Peter was too mean and Wendy wouldn't work. Then Wendy joined the women's movement and Red Germain Greer, G-R-E-E-R. And now Wendy says, we're all whores, 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 and that's it. That's where it's at, all right, all right, and destroy the monetary system. So we won't be whores anymore, I knew damn well. I could relate to that. And hell yes, I said, that sounds all right, all right, all right. And get thee to a barricade and make some waves, W-A-V-E-S. And I ran to tell a man I know. And he smiled and with paternal patience smiled again, and then he asked, Was I a good whore or a bad whore? I hollered, Do you ask black folks, was they good slaves or bad? But he couldn't relate to the question, maybe because he's from the colored generation. You've been listening to the voice of Jennifer Stone, reading from her memoir, Telegraph Avenue Then. You can listen to all the chapters in our archives online
0: at kpfa.org. Happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Get your mind. Friday, happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who Enjoy KPFA's 48th Annual Crafts Fair at the beautiful Craneway Pavilion on the Richmond Waterfront. We'll be broadcasting live Saturday and Sunday, December 22nd and 23rd, from 9 a.m. till 11. The fair is open from 10 a.m. to 5. On display, the creations of 200 artists and craftspeople.
1: Admission is $12 for ages 18 and 64. Seniors and disabled, just $8. And youngsters
0: are free. For details, visit CranewayCraftsFair.com. It's a KPFA benefit. KPFA has gone social. Media, that is. Stay connected to all things KPFA by visiting our Facebook and Twitter pages, where you'll be able
1: to get special access to additional news and information from all of your favorite KPFA news and music programs. And make sure to check out KPFA's YouTube channel for never-seen-before musical
0: performances and past KPFA author events. KPFA knows this is your station, and we want you to feel connected to us at all times so we can all continue to stay vigilant as always. Good afternoon. It is now 3.30 here at KPFA, 94.1 FM in Berkeley, 89.3 KPFP in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, 97.5 K248BR in Santa Cruz, and always online at kpfa.org. Stay tuned for Work Week Radio.